Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this afternoon, Jay? I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. So we have a special guest joining us. It looks like he's joining us from the Amazon almost. Uh, the wilds, we do. The wilds of West Hollywood. Today we have a very special guest. We have uh, artist manager. Well, let me back up a little bit. Uh, James used to work for McGee Entertainment, you know, Doc McGee. Um, he's done work with Toto and Ted Nugent. You know, he's been an artist manager. He's done business development. But the, the last number of years, he's focused all of his attention on managing uh, Night Ranger. And that includes everything from you know, touring, merch, D2C, licensing, branding, really focusing on kind of growing the brand that is Night Ranger. Um, so, James, welcome to our little show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, being here. I appreciate the, uh, you having me, and I, I look forward to having some dialogue. So, James, awesome. but before we get into any questions here, is there any coincidence <clears throat> that your last name is Blades? <laughs> well you know i i kind of bring that old guard new guard perspective in the, in the game <laughs> with uh with, with artist management because i came out of it as 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 you insinuate uh you know of, of course and and i've been managing night ranger for 10 years now in addition to growing up around them and pretty much them raising me you know so my my father slash client depending on what hat we're wearing always likes to joke about i raised a manager to make sure i can he could watch over my money and take care of me properly because i can't trust anyone else really um and uh you know as much as we we translate through that and and uh it's really about those mentorship over the years and and you know doc mcgee was it, it was and is a, a fantastic mentor a fantastic amazing manager and and feel very blessed to have worked with all the artists from kiss to guns and roses to darius rucker to hooting the blowfish to Blues Traveler to, I don't know, a slew of ton of stuff, and, and it's, uh, it's exciting to be here today and, and jump in and, and uh, have some fun with it. Well, James, let me ask you, what is it, compare and contrast, what's it like to be a manager with one act and working at a management firm with multiple managers and multiple acts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, after being with such a, a large team for so many years, I really w wanted to get back to that entrepreneurial aspect. I really wanted to get back to that startup mindset um, and that startup kind of frame of uh, uh, execution uh, and, the, and the nimbleness of that with, with certain artists, which you can do in these days and, and is necessary in these days versus the old guard where we would really slow everything down. The whole thing was slow the process down. Now it's like you got you to gotta run with it and clip with it and, and dance in it and dance around it. And, and that's where that old guard, new guard kind of balance and, and hybrid perspective. And that's one of the things I, th I believe in myself is one of my true strengths is really speaking both languages, <clears throat> excuse me, of both worlds, communicating, running in both worlds and, and really executing and having fun in both worlds. And, and that's yeah. the balance and, and going from a big company to, a, uh, you know, a more nimble entrepreneurial aspect in startup mode is, um, you know, there's a lot of different elements, but I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a groundbreaking spot for me and, and growth out of. So, uh, uh, it's exciting and it's, a, it's an exciting time overall. And I think it's a healthy, exciting time for the industry because I think there's a lot of artists out there that aren't properly getting their complete arms around 
every aspect that's going on in this game and, and truly getting into those, <clears throat> even if they are micro uh, revenue streams or whatnot, really getting in there, maximizing them, make sure that they're driving direction and they're not going into a black box of death even for that matter with the old world you know what i mean it's so um yeah. i think there's a lot of opportunities out there i think um there's a lot of it's a, there's a lot of excitement out there um and i think that um artists more than ever are brands as we all know and it's almost becoming cachet uh, we almost have to strip that back down and really get into every element and really make sure that we're truly maximizing off their strengths and, and build out from there yeah it looks like to me that you know, the Night Ranger brand keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, while there are other artists that are getting smaller and smaller. What are some of the tactics that you've kind of learned over the years from your mentors, whether it's Doc, whether it's your artist, whether it's your dad? What are some of the, the tools that you've kind of taken to, you know, help this become a bigger brand and put butts in the seats? I think at the end of the day, it's as Doc would always say, it's about that connection. So it's it's finding those people, it's finding where they are, and then it's communicating them in that medium the way you should communicate it. And then figuring out what that communication is and then taking that communication down to a sales aspect and then get that to an equation of how much you actually sold with that and then taking that to the revenue and now back upstream and then find a process and... and and, and really coming out of that, I think it's a healthy dynamic right now. Um, uh, and, and I think overall with, with brands, as we grow them with artists, it's all about touch points. So we can't be out there in a few different things. It's got to be 30, 40 different touch points. It goes back to the marketing adage of, you know, what is it, 21 times or X amount of times before anyone really understands that logo or that brand or whatever X is. And so it's being in all those locations that that artist, that genre is, and getting those touch points, and then getting those, pushing those people to the seats, uh, with in every which way, you know, whether it's bringing families, like Doc was always is always so great with, um, you know, with with Kiss, where if your kids under twelve, you can bring your your kids for free, and those type of programs from that standpoint, all the way to the little element that we don't really know how it affects to Spotify and 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 pushing the touring shows across that and having that push to actual sales units you know that it didn't work with merch we know it they're trying another element so where is it going to work hopefully at some point it is but we have to be in those places you know what i mean we have to you have to be in those touch points you have to have the right licenses on the right tv shows you have to have a great team behind it it goes to that team you know what i mean it's every team running on aspects so it's you know it's hitting the merch on those the vips coming up with creative ways to create all access experiences that you know, give uh, a, a, the consumer a way to touch the artist unlike they've ever been able to, uh, you know, or it's, you know, doing fun things to merch or, or whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's, there's always new things, but it's also a lot of it is you can't break the box and you have to do the tried and true traditional elements. And then it's really compounding with that. But it's when it's all running in that flow that you guys know and and you've been a part of for so many years with so many projects and rollout. Um, it comes down to that team and it comes down to, sometimes magic, you know, and, and there's always a little bit of that, you know, we're not, we're not, um, you know, we're not curing cancer. We're, you know, we're not doing things to that extent, even though our artists act as though, um, it is that detrimental and we treat it as that detrimental, of course, yeah. you know, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, we should all take a step back from that, keep kicking butt with it, keep being innovative. We have to keep creating and taking it back to the, one of your first questions with native side was, they all want to create. 
and that's why they want to music and uh, we can get. So it's to that creative side, and it's about for me. It's really takes it back to the art of the deal, and um, having fun in that. And I think at the end of the day, we're all in our careers. We all have to, you know, keep kicking butt and all that kind of stuff. But you got to like and enjoy what you do. And and uh, I feel very blessed to to be doing that day in and day out, and and you know, kicking butt for my artist and and expanding from there. So bottom line, it's joy and fun. So I've blessed and been great over these years. James, you know, Night Ranger is is one of these acts that um, came up through, some people might say, the heyday of the music industry, you know, when it was strong and vibrant and money was flowing everywhere and limos were everywhere and advances were as big as you could imagine and everything else. And then, you know, they're still out here today. So they've 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 rode that wave into this new industry and. I want to get your feelings, your personal feelings, and maybe speaking on behalf of Night Ranger as a band. Um, you know, there's comments that come up all the time from established artists that have been around for decades. The most recent one was just last week. Gene Simmons said he sees no reasons for Kiss to go in and record a new album because there's no, there's no business model to support releasing new music. And... Although that is a fair and true statement to some extent, as a fan, which I am at heart, I question that going, well, aren't you an artist and don't you have the desire to be creative regardless of the environment? Don't you have that urge to write and record? How create. to create, to be a creative musician? How is that in the Night Ranger world? Because well, Night, Ranger, them, Night, Night Ranger just announced last week a new album, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 24th uh, through Frontiers. Great partner going back to the team and element. Um, well, for them specifically, it's all about creative. It's for them. It's they love to create. Um, so that is a, a, an aspect that they, they truly uh, flourish in. Uh, so for, on that side. Uh, with them on um you could take an example before we get to gene of of the beatles um and their whole thing of not performing uh you know because it wouldn't li potentially live up to the expectation of that or, um, forgive me it's a different generation uh, slightly but it was at chicago Shea stadium maybe or or the huge uh, uh, you know stadium and the, and the ed sullivan show and all those kind of elements because they couldn't live back up to that from the marquee and the the aspect of people's perception. Uh, and so I get that side as well um, uh, from a live standpoint um, uh, to relive that. Uh, from a, a Gene standpoint, I would never speak for him or even pretend to or act as though or doc or any of that. Um, but I, I believe what he's coming from is the element of for them, they create in so many ways. That's probably not their medium. Um, there's no need to go against the expectations um, you know, of, of other contemporaries that sold X amount of units or didn't sell because it's not really, to your point, it's not really a, a model based on that. So why even compete in that model if you know the model's not really built for your success? You're not going to go into a fight that you know you're not going to blow out of the water. Um, so I get not that, I, not that they would have a diminished sales capacity or anything like that, but that's just the game. It's all evolved and really changed to more streaming and whatnot, et cetera. Um, so I think that's probably uh, an understandable statement on that side as well. 
Um, you know, I think it's a case by case basis. I think for some artists, it's great. I think for others, it's not necessary. Uh, I think it's just as you go into any artist plan and brand and rollout, you're looking to figure out what's going to win and where are the touch points that can matter. And that's not really a touch point that Gene, I don't think, feels that it matters. So yeah. I think there's creative, nimble ways to still dynamically serve the fan base. Um, and I think we all need to do that with all artists and all brands and all ways. Um, and they continuously do that. Uh, but I think overall it's, it's, um, you know, it's gotta be case by case it really does. Yeah. How involved are you with all of the day-to-day -day decisions when it comes to what kind of merch to put out, you know, what kind of D to C stuff you're going to do? I mean, does, because you're younger than your dad and you're of a different generation, you can offer him a perspective that maybe, Maybe hip too, but you kind of know it a little bit better than he does. Uh, do you kind of drive the ship there? Are you able to, you know, show the band kind of new technologies, you know, t tell them about streaming and socials and kind of the flavor of the day? Are they, are they hip to that and are they open, you know, to those kind of conversations? Yeah, these uh, you know the, the NR guys are great, and they're they're great. Uh, they're a great band. They're a great unit. They 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 rock really good together. And and for so many years, you know, I, I didn't get involved for so many years until I was ready, until it was the right time, being under Doc's umbrella and the right growth and the right trajectory and the right way to take care of the brand and the band, you know, more than they were getting it prior. So, um, you know, it definitely was a, a learning to get to that point and the schooling behind that and stuff. But for them. Um, it's really a, a, an environment where we've all got to be creative and we've all got to be nimble. So they think of things, we, uh, we come up with things, um, you know, but a lot of it, I mean, a lot of, a lot of camps will let their VIP companies come up with solutions for their packages or the merch companies and stuff. Um, even touring for that matter. I personally, I take a little bit of perspective from doc with, you know, to the extent of he used to get down with every promoter, grow that relationship on the road, you know, and then, so I take that philosophy down into every, um, sector and every category that we're in, we're in. And traditionally these days driving most of those ideas, packages, some of the, the, the fun things where we'll have uh, people come before the show and they can be a part of the, the band's pre-show huddle right before they go on stage and they're kind of their pseudo prayer and things like that. And so in those kind of packages or, to the other spectrum of, you know, we tried and it, it wasn't completely ideal. Uh, you know, having people sing on stage background vocals, you know, on, on, a, on wow. a hit, like a sister Christian or something, um, you know, uh, you know, and those you, try things, it. you know, but it's good to try it, you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff. And so when they take it to the merchandising side, you know, we have great merch partners and all that kind of stuff. And they're great with what they do, but you know, we usually drive top down, from a, um, a creation, a, a, a through line of all the other parallels to keep it all synergistic. And, and all our partners don't really know that. So that's kind of what managers are, one of the core elements I believe managers really need to be is that GM of the company that really ties all those parallels. A great example is, uh, um, you know, Spencer Proffer uh, back in the day would always say, um, it's like spokes on a wheel where you, you always want the artist as the hub and it's every spoke is every license, every sink, every, every, every tentacle, but it all drives back to the artist core hub that we control. We own, we monetize and we just, we, we, we run, you know, synergistically and fluidly. And, and I think that's such a, a testament now, even more than ever, because there's so many more spokes on the wheel than sure. you know, the handful there used to be. 
Yeah. Are 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 you and and the band happy with this new music business that we're in versus the old one? Because again, they've they've lived both sides of it. If they had the choice, would they rather go back to the way it used to be, or is it is it more exciting now in this new model? Great question. Great question. Um, well, I mean, I think to some of them they would like to go back just to remember it. You know, if we're if we're really getting honest here, um, you know, because they were they were so uh, divulged in 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 extremes in, at that era. Um, I think from a, a business standpoint, um, I mean, you know, the way the labels were flowing and the way that the system with payola worked and the way that you could work your records and you know all that system. I mean, I mean let's be honest, it was only going to last a certain amount of time till it all just crumbled um, uh, on that. Right? regard anyways because it wasn't really built the most sound <laughs> up right. from the jukeboxes and the, yeah. and the and and that world and whatnot but um to your the point of i think your question um I, it's just such a different game i mean i think i i personally i'm on this i'm not speaking from them for me personally i just you got to look forward and and you got to look at where we're at what we're doing what we can do better you know how do we refine it how do we you know grow it uh you know you look at like a band like night ranger that's 35 years in and we're about to celebrate the next two years their 35th anniversary you know new greatest hits a new studio album um ton of catalog stuff a ton, you know uh, great touring um you know but it's a touring band you know what i mean it's really all driven upstream to push touring and push you know sales and and, and butts and seats um yeah. you know where in the past it was really i mean yeah it was touring but it was really driven records um yeah. you know so it's a little bit reverse bumped now but that's the game and we all got to evolve and if you don't evolve and 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 whatnot uh then we're gonna you know that you know there's gonna be new ways to create solutions right well let me ask you this james when in your role with the band uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying kind of watching your success and watching the things you build on. But what, what, is there anything that keeps you up at night? What is your biggest kind of challenge, you know, as coming into this from your experience and dealing just with Nine, Night Ranger? Are, are, are there is there any kind of challenge that really is your biggest hurdle? I mean, with Night Ranger, it's a, it's a breeze. It's really just finding yeah. right to opportunities, and we've got great partners, and we've, we're we're dug in, and it's really just fortifying the bunker and 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 keep keep the, the tunnels moving to the best extent, and, and keep building some new, you know. What I mean, to find new opportunities to, grow. you know, all those kind of elements. But um, you know, I think it, 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 I think it's, it's um, with artists from a from an artist manager standpoint. Um, it's really about that that relationship. It's about that one on one, and it's about it's about um, being a great uh, conduit for, for their creative expression and empowering that and fostering that and and being that ally. You know, look at someone like Irving Azoff, who's the epitome of the true, true artist ally. With even all to the rose and everything he's doing it's like the true essence of making sure that my artists are protected and 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 generated to the fullest extent and i think uh, that element trails down and i think we all got to push that uh, across the board yeah one of the things i remember working for major record companies that we always reminded ourselves of was we managed careers at one level or another on 
50 different artists. This is Night Ranger's only career. You know, this is this is their only career. So it's got to be managed and monetized and taken care of very seriously. That's why there's no better kind of cheerleader or guardian than the artist manager because you can have people at record companies that will bust their butt for you. You'll have consultants, you'll have touring agents, you'll have all sorts of people who will work hard for you, but they're managing a lot of different things. This is Night Ranger's only shot. Yeah, and or whatever X artist is really sure. in, in that regard, and and that's how in, in artist management you have to look at it that way, and you know, and that's where when you get up to a lot of volume, um, you take the Jerry Maguire aspect, you know what I mean, the the whole thing where he was it was all about simplifying and, and maximizing. You know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, and I'm not insinuating that in any way to management, but I'm just saying, you know, it is about that attention, and whether it's a merch company, whether it's a VIP company, whether it's a label. And you've got a slew of artists. It's all about how that team is properly informing you, how they're giving you intel enough time in advance, you know, and not like, oh, yeah, we're doing this tomorrow, <laughs> which is, you know, everything <laughs> right. in the music industry's last second, uh, you know, so getting ahead of it and, and then really keeping it moving. So in all, you know, that's why with our VIP company, for instance, wonderful unit, and Eddie Meehan, those great team, been with them forever, amazing partners. But we drive most of it because we know what's going to work with a lot of our genre. You know, we've done the data research. We've done this or that. To, you know, we've asked, you know, another thing is, is crowdsourcing. Uh, this year, I really want to get into it and, and build out a whole campaign of really touching the consumer and, and collecting those that 35 years of experience that they've had with with night ranger for instance and and pulling all that in and and building a bunch of content and touch points around that and and um i think that's a really creative and, and a fun ele element and and not that it's in you know it just hasn't been done but you know in all in, in all genres we've got to find deeper tentacles like i said earlier and and um you know that's just another example of really giving that all access experience it's it's a new school. It's got to be the new way of VIP packages. You know, what I mean, how do we create the better fan club? How do we, you know, create that better element to, to, to give it? You know, I, I, this year we're going to be building into a little deeper from a VIP standpoint, and we're going to be doing, you know, uh, certain kind of um, like lunch type events at, at different elements around certain strategic shows where the day before you come in and have a whole special thing, and it's not performance, but it's more of like a uh, a, a genuine hang and kind of hey, some of those elements, so you really feel like you're getting a moment versus even us. I mean, our meet and greets, and you got it. You've just got a certain amount of time before the show, and it's it's hard. You know what I mean yeah. to get that one on one. So really creating a, a events and experiences to get that one on one touch with your super fans and with Night Ranger super fans this year. This is a big crucial element we want. We're looking. We're building out and expanding on. Maybe yeah. Jay, you'll help us a little further with that. I hope so. Hey, do you look at the, I, I imagine you do, but can you speak to a little bit of how you might use data, whether it's Facebook Insights yeah. or Google Analytics, or how important is data to, to what you do? Yeah, well, data is awesome, but how, excuse my language, how the fuck do you use it? And using it right, and, and what is it, what is it, and where is it? Okay, so so let's take it, let's reel it all back in. Um one of the elements that I did, and I don't think many in the music industry have actually done yet, 
um, and I'm building as a case study that we can I can help consult for any of you out there. I'll, or let's go sign some more artists and bring it in, do that. But um, really, is taking that data, and we took all of our um, mailing list, um, all of our um, data points, then our profiles that we have on each consumer that we currently have, um, and then we took uh, all the VIP packages we sold, all the merchandise we sold, all the elements where we had data on, and we ingested all that in. Actually, a great partner at Bandpage. Uh, before they were upstream to um, um, you know, Google, Google yeah. and, and, used, and YouTube uh, helped us with that. And, and they were, it was one of the last case studies they did on that. And we basically took that and then we took that with a few of our other partners and put more info in. And then we put more info in. So we've got this subsect of data and that we've built into our whales, dolphins, and minnows where we can now go this year, this cycle, uh, and, uh, another element, Jay, we can go now target communication okay we know these five thousand whales when i and i say whale defined as a certain threshold of sales revenue they've generated across all the touch points that we put in the data um we we've we've got to create communication just for them we've got to to create just element packages just for them then we got to take it to the the dolphins and then take it to the minnows and take it down and take that data so to answer your, your data question take that data to ingest it, to understand it, and then organize it in a grid so then we can better sell across it, better communicate across it. And there's not many, and that's the old guard, new guard perspective. There's not many that are doing that right now. And, and, and then I've got, I got some political, not, not, I've had some other data points added on top um, as well that have been great for my partners and things like that, that is just, it's building out that core way. And it, it's not a scary thing from a, a, our fan base and we don't sell it. We don't, it's all internal. It's, it's very much protected and, and, and loved and respected and very actually not over communicated. We under communicate right now. So we're really projected to roll out and in a good way right now to ramp it up and it'll be, uh, um, appreciated. Um, uh, but it, it's, um, it's one of those things that that's a great tentacle to use data. And then what we haven't done yet is take it to the sales standpoint and then take reverse back it, you know, and how many did it with, did it sell, did it this and take it down the grid and go through all that. And that's really the next, you know, that case study. And, and I think a perfect example of your data question. James, this is kind of a pointed question. Does a band need a record label? In 2017, some bands don't. Some bands should just do it themselves. They've got the finances and the the, the bandwidth and the wherewithal and the team. Do it good yourself. There's a lot of management teams that will help them do it, or um, you know, just go, go direct to you know certain. But um, certain do. I mean, all the contemporary, all the you know pop stuff. I mean, it's the lifeblood. You know, there isn't you know without Republic. I mean, what are all those artists going to do right now? Um, so I think on that side is needed a band like night ranger. I mean, it, uh, we love frontiers records, but it's debatable. I mean, do we really need to release records and stuff? No, not really. You know, we could go to a partner like universal UME and all that kind of stuff, build out elements. But when you have great partners and we have a longstanding relationships so and going back to my kind of saying that we are trenched in a bit, um, it's, it, we like that, you know, and we want to, we want to build elements that are, 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 are great for our fans. And if that's another that's drive our brain, which I believe it does, which helps drive our direct to consumer, which helps drive our merchandise, which helps drive our, you know, licensing, which helps drives all the different elements. Um, I, it's, you know, I think it's healthy. 
But in some cases, no. And in some cases, definitely. Yeah. It's another spoke in that wheel, you know, that you refer to, right? Yeah. It's a lot smaller of a spoke than it used to be. You know, it doesn't really need to be. And, you know, management, you know, we take on so much more than the little did the old days. Uh, or, or, you know, they did previously. And we've taken on so many more of those services because it goes back to that, you know, knowing so much more and being able to really run it synergistically so much better. And, and, and you know, if the label, sometimes when the label it's not, sometimes, I mean, it's for the best interest of the artist and not the label first. But, you know, you, you know, it's good to help you keep that teammate in line. And, and going to the, to the old guard, new, bar, new guard, that communication with the label you know, it's changed so much too. It's not the going in and pounding and beating everyone up and fighting and clawing. I mean, yeah, we're fighting and clawing. We're getting the right deals and we're pushing, but it's not that different relationship, you know, F you anymore. It's gotta be that partnership, you know, it's gotta be, you know, and, and that's how that's everything these days. I mean, we, we love to, you'd find strategic partnerships to utilize their media reach you know, and, 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 and building with what we're doing and such, you know, that's, yeah. that's the qualm these days, you know? Speaking of like partnerships, do you ever partner with your Uber fans to, you know, make them your street team or to help you with campaigns or do you, do you ever work with fans? Cause we both know a lot of bands who have hired the certain uber fans to <laughs> run their website or help yeah. them with marketing or spread the word or be their street team do you ever yeah. work that way yeah a lot of the clients i've worked with over the years do that and i think it's very smart with night ranger we haven't empowered uh that core unit to the extent we should i would like to this year um that's another element of, uh, you know, i'm not saying we're falling back on but that's another element to grow have growth uh, uh, because they, they do know so much about it, what's going on and they, they can help all the way down to the social media side with this day in history or, you know, coming up creative ideas or whatnot. So, sure. um, there's definitely, uh, you know, we have a great core, they're called the Rangerettes and it's like, uh, you know, seven or 10 wonderful ladies, lady, wonderful women that have been around with the guys forever and have all access laminates to come hang with us and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I want to empower them as like a core unit and then we can expand tentacles out as necessary um but that's definitely something that i want it's on the board just haven't been able to execute on so another one jay for her board (laughs) (laughs) exactly awesome well james i was gonna say this is this is awesome it you know i love getting getting your insight especially because Night Ranger has lived both sides of the music industry. Yeah. And and I think that's so crucial to see how bands have successfully transitioned into this new new business. And some right. of them not so, everybody has, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say, believe me, oh. some of them I'll have go not, help the people that, the ones that haven't call me. <laughs> exactly. When you're if you're listening right now, because I'm good at that. You know, I'm really it, good at that. You know, it's 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 the bands who you continually hear them just talk about the good old days, the good old days, the good old yeah, days. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And they I, complain about the new days, like, Oh, the streaming's a ripoff or I don't only get a well, penny or, you know, <laughs> they can complain all they want, but you're not complaining. You're just adding another spoke to the wheel. Yeah. But I mean, I get the complaining and, you know, artists are passionate and, you know, they're watching their creative endeavor 
diminish in value or the perceive at least the perception of the the creative value is diminishing sure. uh, tough technically hopefully it never does and i think we always have to champion champion it that it doesn't um but they're watching that and and they're, they're also watching now the touring side is really standing true and taking on a whole nother entacle and that's really your 80 20 where it used to be the reverse model you know uh and uh you know, it's, it's, that's also takes it down to life perspective. I mean, if you really want to get into the psychological side of it and that perspective of that living in the old days, it, it, that's true. And there's a lot of elements that I'm sure we all as individuals want to go back to and relive and have fun in. And that's one of the aspects with heritage, seventies, eighties, nineties music right now is, is so great because the fans want to have that experience of the concert where they go back to when they heard it the first time when they were that's with right. their the wife that's sitting next to them and drinking their beer, banging out in the back for the, the very first time or whatever, listening to this song and it's happening <laughs> right now. Ah, the crescendo. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the essence and that's that experience. So taking that experience, taking it to all access, taking it to tentacles of all areas of the artist brand and taking that areas, that's, I think, a really healthy iteration but i mean with individuals like you mentioned that we where there's all of us but we got to go forward we're here and now you know it, it's it if you if you keep in mind that mindset it's probably not going to get any better but if you shift it if one shifts it and comes up with some creative solutions puts a good team together and 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 rocks out we can there's definitely some value to still be brought for a lot of the the perceived dormant brands out there and so um I think there's I think there's a lot of value in the marketplace across the board for a lot of the the core skills that I've refined over the years with the teams that I've done and going forward. James, I got a, it's exciting. Uh, I got a final question. Plus the passion, for, you know. Plus the passion. Everyone's got to be passionate in oh, life. Yeah. Go ahead with your final question. I was going to say I got a fi- <laughs> I got a final question here for you. Um, what's what's your personal feeling? What's going to happen to the music industry, the touring industry specifically, maybe? When these heritage acts from the 70s and 80s can no longer tour, when when the Night Rangers, the REOs, the Sticks, the Cheap Tricks, the Kisses, yeah. that that yeah. are that are right now really you know bread and butter, you can count on them touring in and out every mm-hmm. summer. They don't have 20 and they, years, and they're they, still good, and they're still having fun. They're but still that's, good, but, right, but, but, but you know they, be that way they don't. They don't have 20 years. They no. may not have 10 years. Some of them may only have five years left in them. What's going to happen to the music industry? Um, well, let's put the music industry up here and go down to the micro aspect of first. I think that genre, the 70s and 80s specifically, probably has another. You know, a lot of those bands, five to eight, ten years on it. Um, I think it's our we're already seeing shifts into the '90s. Uh, '90s trends are coming full circle. Um, '90s themes, um, TV shows, uh, create creative culture. Uh, you know, uh, pop culture. It's all trickling on, on that. So, a lot of, there's going to be a growth of the '90s artists um, as some of those fairs, festivals, casinos in the next handful or so years start shifting to to a, a later genre as they've shifted from the 60s and 70s and the 80s and then the shift of the uh, 90s. I think there's still a good stint um, for the heritage out there, the you know 70s, 80s. Um, but 90s are coming up and that genre of artist um, 
is so underserved in that in the because they don't want to be called heritage artists. So they're trying to still think of themselves as this right. day here and now, but they sure. haven't quite got that we and don't up and sh and get these tools and and set up organized. It might it you know there's a there's a little bit of side. You gotta get that. Um, it's gonna keep evolving. I mean, music industry. One of the one of my mentors coming in always said, "There's always going to be music. You know, they always need to be represented. It's always good to have a present of something." That's why I really dug deep in talent management overall from a, a, a genre, like a career standpoint. But from going upstream to a, a music industry, music is such a through line in every aspect of life. If you look at what people, if you look at the studies of what people. What are the things that move people? It's like, you know, it's like sex and working out and praying and, you know, and music. <laughs> and like, you know, and it's like music's right up there in those top handful. And so that's never going away. It's just the medium and the touch point and the, the, the fan base just evolves. So we just, just like we were talking earlier, we all evolve in life. And, and, and it's like Darwinism. If you don't evolve, it dissipates out and that element dies off and, and and a new one grows in that. I mean, that's 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 our that's our nature in 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 in, in the reproductive system <laughs> across all the way to the music industry. Um, so I, I I you know I think the 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 old guards coming out of their their the sky is falling the fear of all that stuff, but they still haven't rolled over fully to some extent. And and um, I think the new guard looks at the old guard of like, what are you doing still in some of those elements? And I think there's. There's still a balance to in, in both sides, but uh, I think fundamentally music's here to stay, and there's always going to need to be, you know, elements around music that still percolate. So uh, it's just the modes and the mediums that's always going to change. I mean, you know, there's always going to, at least while we're here, there's going to be people because that's where I think we can take take it if you really want to take it. You can take it down to the the schools and teach the. You know. So James, where can where can people find your management company where can they find night ranger this is your this is your two seconds to plug away uh, i don't i don't technically plug so okay. they can find me if they need to find me on the management side and on the on the night ranger side facebook and all that kind of stuff there'll be a lot going on with night ranger this year so we have fun elements and if, and if from a fans or a industry standpoint if you've got creative ideas to take it to the next level with a with a great artist that's classic heritage 35 plus years uh you know uh let's rock and Appreciate don't you guys let up on march here. 24th right yeah yeah march 24th don't let up the new, Looking new forward night to ranger it. album awesome. <laughs> thank well, you for listen, the time we could talk to you all day james but you know please come on the show again and chat with us uh, we love your insights. Awesome. Go buy the new AirPods. These things are, these things are amazing. <laughs> are they? Awesome. <laughs> do, they, do they stay <laughs> in to work out? <laughs> yeah, they don't even fall out right. or anything. All right. Fantastic. There you have it. <laughs> I like your Nirvana in the back. <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, Cheers. James. Look James. forward to the next, guys. Thanks for thank your time. Thank you. Take All care. All right, thanks, James. Bye. I love fre fresh conversations like that are great. Love that. You know, love getting the perspective from a manager who's working with an active artist, you know, especially an artist like Night Ranger who, who's been there through the ups and the downs of the whole business. Yeah, and he talks about the old guard versus the new guard, and I love that because what, what I really dig about James is every time I meet with him, 
I, I get excited because he's he's young, he's fresh, he he's not afraid to try things, he's not afraid to fail, he's not afraid of new technologies, and like he mentioned earlier, something we talk about all the time, data. Look at the numbers, look at your Facebook insights, look at your Google Analytics, you know, look be, look under the hood a little bit, find out who your fan is, and he's done some of those things. And for a heritage artist, I don't know if it's rare, but it, it's it's pretty cool that he's taking kind of the old world into the new world. So yeah, you know, I I think it's it's somewhat rare that a heritage artist is doing that with their data, which is unfortunate because it's the heritage artists that have the data. <laughs> right. They have they 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 All potentially have data. thirty, forty, fifty years worth of touring data and maybe um, merchandise sales and record sales that they you know the data is out there you know it's it's one thing to say you know you're a new band just starting today yeah you don't have data what are you going to look at you've got you have eight followers these guys have hundreds of thousands of followers you've you've sold five t-shirts there's not a lot of data you can extrapolate (laughs) from that you know um, Night Night Ranger can go back to their merch company and look at the sales tour after tour after tour Sure, and, by territory, by demographic. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, matching the customers who've bought T-shirts to the people who've bought tickets to the people who have bought VIP packages um, to the people who register for their email Super list. Super valuable you know, stuff. They're, they, yeah. They've got the data. So, yeah, it is. Heritage Acts are in a position that they should be looking at it because they've got the history. Yeah. Yeah. Great conversation. Awesome conversation. Awesome conversation. All right. Well, Let's uh, let's wrap this up, and until next week, Music Biz Weekly Podcast, we're out of here.